This is Brain Diet, episode number 54. I'm Taylor Ann Macy, and you are listening to Brain Diet, where we feed your brain good information. Hey, everyone. How are you doing? I look forward every single week to being able to sit down in front of this microphone and talk with you. I marvel at the ability that I have to do this, to sit in a room by myself with a laptop and a microphone and be able to connect with you across the world. When I look at the analytics of this podcast and see the people that are listening in various countries, I just am overwhelmed with gratitude and amazement at the capabilities that we have. And I am honored to be able to connect with you. And I am honored that you would listen to this podcast. It's something I really enjoy doing. I have so much fun thinking about it, preparing for it, obviously sitting in front of the microphone and talking about it. (laughs) I'm very passionate about this material. So to be able to share it so easily is absolutely incredible. If you've been listening for a while, thank you. If you're new, welcome. If you haven't left a review, I would love to hear from you. I love reading through your reviews. I haven't talked about reviews lately. So if you are interested in leaving one, I would love it. I also am feeling a lot of amazement as well at what is happening inside the Brain Diet Membership Program. I just recently launched this program. It is a coaching membership where people come as a group to be able to cultivate mental health tools, to learn how to manage their mental health, to learn specific ways to apply all the self-help you've ever learned directly to you. I can't believe that I am able to create this space and have people in this space and teach people in this space. Technology is amazing. (laughs) I was just thinking about it this afternoon, thinking, what is it that I've created? How did this even happen? (laughs) Technology is a huge blessing. And Getting to do what we get to do inside the Brain Diet Membership Program, the Gym for Your Mind, is incredible. So if you haven't joined that, look into it. It is such a fun place to be able to learn. And the course, the diet that has nothing to do with food, is really awesome because it approaches your relationship with food in a way that you've never thought about before. It doesn't just tell you what to eat or what to do in the gym, it really gets into what is happening in your brain. Because when you address what's happening inside your brain, everything else falls into place. Everything else becomes easier. It all starts in our head, people. If we didn't have brains, we wouldn't have anything. So that's why it's so, so important to be able to take care of ourselves in this way. I think it's not only important to take care of our mental health, I truly believe that it is our responsibility as humans to do so. We were given a brain when we were created, and I believe that it's our responsibility to keep it tidy and keep it clean and to be able to manage it in the way that best utilizes its capabilities. It's kind of like if you have a car, you have to do regular oil changes and get car washes and vacuum the inside of the car. You have to regularly maintain it to allow for maximum function. The same goes for our brains. We really have a responsibility to care for our brains because otherwise they will get cluttered and then everything else in our lives will suffer. 
Okay, now that I have expressed my gratitude and rant and otherwise, <laughs> let's get into today's topic. No bad days. This is something that is close to my heart and made me smile when I started to conceptualize this idea because my grandpa in the 90s had purchased a home in Cabo, Cabo San Lucas in Mexico. And ever since he purchased the home, my family would go down and stay. Cabo was such a fun place to be. I didn't get to go personally, obviously, till I was an adult, but my family would always go. And now I've gotten to go many times to this house that we have gotten to take part of as part of our family benefits as a part of being related to grandpa. <laughs> and it's so fun to go to Cabo. My grandpa has since passed away and I love him so much and I miss him so much. He was such an important figure to me and still is. He is such an amazing man. And when I talk about Mexico or obviously anything that is related to him, it just tugs at my heartstrings because I love him so much. The reason that this episode is titled No Bad Days is because in Cabo, there's a store where you can get t-shirts stickers, water bottles, all with the same logo. It's these palm trees. And then there are the words, no bad days. So when my family had gone to Cabo once before I had gone, when I was a, I, I was a teenager and my family had gone, they brought back these bumper stickers for me. And so as a 16-year-old, brand new driver's license, brand new driver, <laughs> I had taken this decal and put it on my little Honda Accord and loved driving around with this sticker that said no bad days on it because I just felt like it was such a cute little thing and a little tie to grandpa and obviously I like the idea of no bad days. At the time I assumed that no bad days meant spending all your days on the beach in Cabo not having a care in the world. Obviously life doesn't work that way. <laughs> So that's what I want to talk about today is this idea of no bad days. What I want to tell you today is that there is no such thing as a bad day until you involve a brain. Without brains, there are just days. Imagine if you had days without humans involved. There would be no way of judging its goodness or badness. You would need a brain to evaluate the result of a day if it's good or bad. Imagine if you had a day with humans, but the humans didn't have brains. There still would be no way of judging a day's goodness or its badness. As soon as you add brains to the mix of days, you can see that they are the ones that make days good or bad based on how they decide to think about the day, based on what thought they choose about the events in the day. So there's the day, and then there are our thoughts about the day. There are the things that happen outside of us, and then there are the things we think about, the things outside of us. So we can't have bad days until we think thoughts that interpret information outside of us as good or bad. Brains make days bad by adding meaning. They make days bad by adding a thought, a perception to outside data, to events, to someone's words, to something happening. We are the ones that add thoughts to things outside of us. What makes something bad is how we think about it. Often what we do is we decide to think that a day is a bad day and we use that as an excuse to behave in a certain way. We use the excuse of having a bad day as reason to eat junk food 
or to be short with someone or to be unkind or to not follow through with something or to not be accountable. The list goes on of the things that we do as an excuse when we decide to have the thought it was a bad day. But if it's not the day that was bad, then blaming it as such and using it as a reason to take action that isn't useful is a lie. It's not really fair. It's not taking responsibility. It's not the day's fault that we act the way we do. It's ours. We're the ones that make days bad by how we think about them, and we're the ones that are in complete control of how we show up always. So if we eat junk food, if we are short with someone, if we're unkind, if we don't follow through, that's not because the day was bad. That's because we decide to think a thought like the day was bad, and we let that determine how we feel, and how we feel determines how we show up. We fail to understand that we are the ones that tell the story about the day. If you had a day and then you added sad music and maybe some neutral, cool-toned colors to it, it would be seen as dreary and bad. But if you had the same day and you added a laugh track or bright colors and happy music, it would be seen as an interesting and comical day. Like There are so many TV shows that are essentially telling the same storyline, but because one is presented in a more comical way and the other is presented in a more dreary way, the feel of the show is entirely different. But that's only because they've added the bells and whistles, right? We are the ones that add the bells and whistles to our day with our brains. We are the ones that add the drama, bad or good. So when you think a thought like, I had a bad day, how does that thought feel? When you think a thought like that, what feeling comes up for you? And then, whatever feeling comes up for you, how do you show up when you are feeling that way? That is the place where we use it as an excuse to not show up in our actions because we are feeling a certain way because of our thought, I had a bad day. You end up not doing what's best for yourself. You don't show up as the best version of you. You don't learn and grow and evolve and adapt. So of all the ways you could choose to describe your day, of all of the stories you could go with. Why go with bad? Why that one? The story you tell determines whether or not your day is bad. And when you think, I had a bad day, you speak as if it's happening to you. You speak as if you are simply a victim to your day. And victims are powerless. We know this. So why do you disempower yourself in this way By thinking a thought like, I had a bad day, or by labeling a day as bad, by telling the story about a day that it was bad. Like I said, coming back to the beach, I'm not saying that we should just sit on the beach in Cabo all day, every day. What I'm saying is that we have to be very on top of our brain and tell a different story about our days on purpose. What if your days, no matter what they are, are your curriculum for getting stronger? What if your days are necessary to develop and refine you? Challenges are refining. And being a victim is disempowering. We have no power to do anything to grow or change or evolve when we are a victim. When I think of the person I want to be, the best version of me, when I think of the future version of me that has accomplished all of the things that I want to accomplish, I want to be a person who has been refined. I want to be a person who has been challenged and overcomes those challenges. I've never become better 
from not doing anything. Any sort of evolution that I have created in myself has come from doing something challenging. I am so much better for having made it through challenging days than if I hadn't had those days in the first place. If you think about it, anyone that has achieved anything had to go through the fire. They had to be refined in order to get to the level that they are at. I have a dear friend that I met because she and I have the same disease. Chelsea and I both have neuromyelitis optica spectrum disorder. Say that five times fast. (laughs) It is a very aggressive and scary disease. And she has battled it much longer than I have. And had I not been diagnosed with something like this, I would not have met her and benefited from this amazing relationship with her that goes so deep for me and is so important to me. But as Chelsea has navigated these challenging days and these challenging health encounters, she has discovered parts of herself that she didn't otherwise know existed. She has found passion that she didn't otherwise know was there. Through this health journey that she has experienced over the last decade, she discovered her incredible talent as an artist, as a painter. Her work hangs in my home and I am able to look at it daily and be reminded of her strength and what an incredible woman she is. Chelsea is almost completely blind. She has very, very partial vision in one eye and because of this journey in her health and these changes in her vision, painting has become her outlet. And she has navigated these challenges in a way that has allowed her to contribute to the world. Instead of curling up into bed as she loses her sight, she instead contributes to the world her amazing talents. She uses her challenges as fuel to become better and to make the world a better place. I don't think many of us have challenging days where we are losing our vision. I always reference her when I have what I perceive to be bad days. Because the truth is, I have so many amazing things that happen to me every single day. I wake up in a bed. I wake up with a roof over my head. I wake up and am able to see and walk. And if I have those things, I don't have any business thinking that I'm having a bad day. If something happens that challenges me, that's what is my fuel to refine myself, to become a better person and to contribute to the world, to be more like Chelsea and contribute something amazing to the world instead of shying away and identifying as a victim to life. The stronger that you believe yourself to be, the fewer bad days you will have. This comes because if you have a belief that you are strong and then encounter challenges, you don't immediately go to this victim mindset of having a bad day. You are much more inclined to think, let's do this. I've got this. And that is what's required. This type of mental management to be so aware of our brains that we can remind ourselves how strong we are. That is what mental management is 
because changing a thought like that from I'm having a bad day to let's do this, I can do this, I am stronger because of this, completely changes the way you show up in the world and it completely changes the results in your life. So if you have a day that was bad, in my mind, that's perfect for me. Bad days are the necessary curriculum for me. I will be stronger after this bad day for the next one. You get to tell the story about your days, not the days themselves. Days just happen and then your brain comes in. So your job is to ask the question deliberately, what story do I choose to tell today? That's all I have for you. I'll talk to you next week.